really strong, fresh lineup, incredible interior. So we were uh, we enjoyed having you on and talking about it, and uh, can't wait to drive it. Excellent. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Les, uh, what what do you think? The interiors, I tell you, when I opened the door of the Corsair, um, it was like, you know, the smell that came out of it was incredible with all the leather and uh, just the look of it, it it really, you know, it made a statement. Yeah, I would would go for the Beyond Blue with the... uh cashew interior i like that combination you cashew and you just like the sound of it because it's cashews well that yeah it, <laughs> it's it's appetizing as yeah, well as pretty it's appetizing as well as pretty yeah good deal well hey we appreciate you listening to cruise control radio uh don't forget to check us out on the web at cruisecontrolradio.com you can like us on facebook follow us on twitter it's all there cruisecontrolradio.com and as we mentioned if you have a 2010 or newer Jeep product can be anything from a Wrangler or a Grand Cherokee, anything like that. We're giving away a brand new installed custom leather interior from the folks at Catskin. All you got to do to enter that is go over to our Cruise Control Radio Facebook page. Time for me to say I'm Fred Stop. I'm Les Jackson. We're going to see you down the road. Wow, yeah, since the storm, it's been crazy busy for us. We got all kinds of office desks coming in. Now, here's a a fancy one right here. It's missing a leg, but that's all right. Whatever. Washers and dryers from a laundromat. Wow, check this out. Another deep fryer. And I'm not sure what this doohickey is. Yeah, most businesses weren't ready for a storm like that, you know. But our work's really piling up here at Roberts & Sons Salvage. What will become of your business after a disaster? Nearly two-thirds of businesses aren't prepared for an emergency, and 40% of businesses that experience a disaster never recover. Make an emergency plan now before it's too late. For a free online tool that helps you develop an emergency plan to keep your business up and running should disaster strike, visit ready.gov forward slash business. Brought to you by the Federal Emergency Management Agency, the American Red Cross, and the Ad Council. Power Talk, 1460 and 101 FM. An iHeartRadio station. Power Talk, 1460.com. Home of the most powerful name in news. Fox News. KION Salinas and K266BD Carmel Valley. Power Talk, 1460 and 101 FM. Tackling the issue of income inequality. I'm Pam Puso, Fox News. That'll be the focus for six of the Democratic candidates running for president. They'll be in Las Vegas meeting with members of one of the nation's largest unions. Senators Kamala Harris, Amy Klobuchar, and Elizabeth Warren, plus Beto O'Rourke. Governor John Hickenlooper and Julian Castro will face 30 minutes of questions each. It's been a challenging week for all the candidates in the wake of former Vice President Joe Biden entering the race after months of speculation and instantly raising a whopping $6.3 million. Fox's Jillian Turner, three other Democrats, including Congressman Eric Swalwell, will be in Iowa for a forum focusing on rural voters. President Trump is enjoying a round of golf with Japan's prime minister before heading to a rally in Wisconsin. He'll miss out again on an annual event. Back in Washington, more than 2,500 journalists, lawmakers and their guests will attend the annual black tie event that for the first time will lack an entertainer. Instead, historian and biographer Ron Chernow will emcee this year's gala. The president has ordered all administration officials to boycott the annual dinner. That's Fox's John Decker. Half a dozen militants are dead in Sri Lanka following a raid on a suspected safe house by security forces. The country remains on high alert following the Easter Sunday bombings. Security forces are finding this huge stash of bomb-making material, as well as people who are fighting, who are prepared to detonate explosions. This shows this operation is not yet done. Sky News reporter Tom Cheshire. Seven weeks after hitting the picket line, dozens of musicians with the Chicago Symphony Orchestra may soon be heading back to work. Negotiators for the orchestra and the musicians have reached a tentative agreement. This is Fox News. Fox 
Nation is the place for exclusive content you can't get anywhere else. New opinion shows from Laura Ingram, Tucker Carlson, and Tommy Lahren you can only get by signing up for Fox Nation. Plus, the real stories behind the headlines. Documentaries on Chappaquiddick, Jimmy Hoffa, and more that you'll only find on Fox Nation. More of the opinion done right you crave? It's on Fox Nation. Documentaries and specials you can't get anywhere else? They're on Fox Nation. So go to foxnation.com today and sign up now for Fox Nation. Opinion done right now. Tucker Carlson. There's just so much barking and noise and yelling. Our role is to take three steps back and discern what really matters. Sean Hannity. The most important thing that we do, we are looking out for the forgotten men and women in this country. Laura Ingram. They're going to get a straight shooter, no holds barred. I'm not going to cut people slack. Fox is the one place where dissent is allowed. We have voices. We won't be silent. Who controls my voice? Nobody. Fox News Channel. Real news. Real honest opinion. A former member of a Pennsylvania church is accused of setting two fires there in recent days. Bethlehem police say Wilmer Ortiz Torres was arraigned last night on arson, criminal trespass and burglary charges. Some remarkable evidence against the suspect. A gas tank found at the scene of one of the burnings uh, was also purchased with his debit card and ID. And also on the suspect's phone, there are pictures of the three churches burning, burning before police arrived on the scene. So he could face a long time in jail. All three of those churches, more than 100 years old, they are described now by parishioners as charcoal, but they have raised more than $2 million already for repairs. Fox's Steve Harrigan, the first fire gutted the sanctuary at the Iglesia Pentecostal de Bethlehem Church. The second fire was set on the roof. No injuries reported. The state of New Jersey wades into the debate over another state's flag. Garden State Governor Phil Murphy ordering the flag of the state of Mississippi to be taken down at Liberty State Park in Jersey City. The park overlooks Ellis Island and the Statue of Liberty. He's removing it because it carries a Confederate emblem and it'll be replaced by an American flag. Murphy saying the flag, quote, does not reflect our values of inclusivity and equality. Mississippi Governor Phil Bryant saying he's disappointed in Murphy's decision and that residents of the state will determine what the state flag looks like. The state chose to keep the flag in a 2001 statewide election, but several cities and counties in Mississippi have stopped flying it in recent years. Ted Lindner, Fox News. Yellow vest protests are taking place in Paris, but... They've been peaceful so far today. Demonstrators who have taken to the streets for 24 straight weekends are challenging the economic policies of French President Emmanuel Macron. They accuse him of favoring the wealthy. Pam Puso, Fox News. The follow- When you think about investing in individual stocks, you have thoughts of making big profits, right? Well, what about big losses? Oh, sure, you can... We're coming to your house. We're coming to your house to install a new water heater. We've got high-efficiency water heaters that save you money. And tankless water heaters. So you never run out of hot water. Give me a call, and I'll send a plumber right over. We're ASI, the White Glove Guys! Ballast Point, Carl Strauss, Ale Smith, Iron Fist, and more. Some of your favorite local breweries bringing their latest and greatest brews to Padres Beer Fest. Brought to you by Southwest Airlines, May 3rd before the game against the Dodgers. Enjoy the pregame happy hour from 4.30 to 7 with $5 beer specials, a live DJ, and unique fan experiences. Grab your tickets for the pregame party at Padres.com slash party. It's what's new on Extra 1360. Well, you want to woo-woo? Listen mornings as Costa and Richards reunite each weekday beginning at 6 before handing off to the herd for a dose of the national perspective. At high noon, it's the all-new Hardwick, Schaefer, and Friends show. As Nick Hardwick and John Schaefer are joined by Kevin Acey and two-time pro bowler Marcus McNeil. The drive home just got a whole lot bigger as Rich Ornberger joined Steve Hartman on the loose cannons prior to Ernie Martinez delivering the nightly power hour at 6 p.m. This is the new Extra 13. 13- 60.
Dennis Shagbag Show, live on the radio again for another Saturday morning, live from the end of the bar at the Del Monte Golf Course, and beautiful Monterey by the Bay. That's how we do it each and every year. 17 years, over 17 years going strong. Show number 890 today. 890. Write it down. Play those three lucky numbers. 890 for the Shagbag Show. For the last Saturday of the month, April 27th, welcome to it. Dave Marzetti, slaving over a hot control board so you don't have to. Each and every Saturday morning, as we broadcast coast to coast, from Monterey to Santa Cruz, and all around the world on iHeart Media. You can link up to us anywhere, where there's anywhere. Go to iHearts and click on Listen Live. You can also go to uh, Power Talk 1460 KION. Click on Listen Live. You can go to... Uh, Shag Bag Show website. Click on Listen Live. Anywhere where there's a Listen Live button or the Shag Bag Show, you can listen to us anywhere where there's anywhere. And we get a lot of people listening all across the country and around the world and up and down your street. Thanks very much for listening to us. Good morning to our two biggest fans, beloved Oak Terry and Puff the Wonder Dog, high up on a hill on Via Gayuba. And thanks, Shag Baggers, everywhere for listening. And big show on tap for us this morning, all brought to you by the Pebble Beach Company. Check out a lodging, dining, and golf specials online at pebblebeach.com, the Del Monte Golf Course, the Grill, home of the Dukes Club. And home of the Shag Bag Show, 17 years, show number 890. Thank you, Del Monte. Our home away from home. Also, our good friend Craig Lang, who uh, just got back from the Masters recently and then went on a little golf trip and is uh, going to be here until Monday morning. He flies away to Florida to play golf and then uh, goes somewhere else. He's going somewhere else, he told me, to go play. So he's going to be gone playing, playing golf somewhere again. But that's what Craig Ling does. But he's got his full staff on crew, and they're ready for you at the Sandbar Under Wharf number 2. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Sunday brunch tomorrow. Try the Craig's Benedict. Wash it down with an award-winning Bloody Mary. All at the Sandbar and Grill. Make dinner reservations. Can't get in without a dinner reservation unless you want to wait for a couple hours. Stand on those stairs ringing that bell. So, 373-2818. Uh, Melville Tavern, the son of Craig, is Connell Link. He's got his own place downtown Monterey, and that is Melville Tavern. Seven days a week, lunch and dinner, and uh, Saturday, Sunday brunch. Try the garlic bread. It is the best. And I've had uh, a couple slices here or there during my, my time on this earth. So you might want to try it out because I'm telling you, it is the best. Uh, Melville Tavern, downtown Monterey. The Golf Mart Superstore, home of the 90-day return. We'll talk to those guys a little bit later on in our hour power. Find out what's happening in the world of golf retail because uh, sometimes it's the arrows, not the Indians. Sometimes, usually not. But we'll find out from those guys what they got going on in the world of golf retail. Also, the Monterey County Herald. Every Friday in the Herald, you can see the lineup of the Shag Bag Show, including yesterday's paper that uh, has our full lineup for today and for next week, too. Monterey County Herald, your local source for breaking news, sports, business classifieds, and entertainment in Moderator Daily Newspaper. Carousel Candies, the Elves team, put together a fabulous and historic shop on Fisherman's Wharf, left-hand side of walking down with a taffy puller in the window. You can't miss it. And they ship worldwide from Carousel Candies. Dot com. They've got uh, the chocolates. They've got the uh, all the homemade taffies. And uh, a trip to Monterey would not be complete without a visit to Carousel Candies on the Wharf. Clark A. Miller, the bankruptcy attorney extraordinary, has got a new name for a new office. It's Cypress Coast Law. Your initial consultation is free with Clark. Don't be afraid. ClarkMiller.com. The Beach House of Lover's Point. Sunset Supper Menu can't be beat. Amazing view. Order before six. Entries under ten at BeachHousePG.com. Kevin Phillips has got it going on there. And his other restaurants, Whaling Station on Cannery Row. And the, the uh, beautiful Big Fish Grill at the end of the wharf. Uh, Fisherman's Wharf and Avalanetti, of course, left-hand side as you're walking down with the largest patio seating on Fisherman's Wharf. Golfguy.net for the player in you. Elab Communications did our website. They can do yours too. Check ours out. Shagbagshow.com. Jacob's Team Realty. Buying, selling. Let join Jen. Walk you through it painlessly and quickly and with love. It's just that easy. That's why they are the Monterey Peninsula's award-winning mother-daughter real estate team. Join Jen from Jacob's Team. And the Foolish Times free, funny, fabulous. Pick one up today. It'll make you smile. It's a Foolish Times magazine. Shagbag Show for the last Saturday of the month. Dave Marzetti. On Power Talk, 1460 AM and 101FM for your Saturday morning. On the show this morning, guys from the Golf Mart Superstore, Casey from the shop next door, tell you what's happening at Del Monte. We've got uh, Shane Dahlman. It's the last Saturday of the month. He's with us every last Saturday of the month. Talk last Saturday of the month. Talk movies. 
And we got Catherine Lavin. Remember Mark Lavin that used to work here in the shop? It's his daughter. And she's here to uh, do a little, little guitar and singing action for us. So that'll be a lot of fun, a little while. Tyler Williamson joins us. He's a councilman from the city of Monterey. And uh, Sam Jepson from Monterey Pines is going to step in for a couple of seconds. But first, we want to welcome back our co-host from the MCVGA, that's the Monterey County Vintners and Growers Association, Kim Stemler's with us. Kim. Mr. Marzetti. Welcome thrilled, back. Thrilled to be here. And it's I have never have been co-host. It's, I, I know. I feel the you pressure. Just, you've been on the show, but... Yep. Delighted. Right? Power seat <laughs> next to the power player. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. So tell everybody about... Um, MCVGA. So um, MCVGA is Monterey County Vintners and Growers Association. And what we want is for all of you to be filled with joy and love and lots of Monterey wines. Right. That's it. That's it. You know, family, togetherness, joy. That's, you have, that's Monterey wines. If you have the Monterey wines, you'll be full of love that's and it. joy, right? That's it. It's that simple. <laughs> so tell everyone what, what it is that you do. So um, we're cheerleaders, we're promoters, we're uh, barrier breakers, um, and we're connectors. So we want the wine industry within Monterey County to thrive. Uh, so however that, whatever that looks like, that's what we do. And we've got our biggest party of the year coming up next Saturday. Right. May Tell 4th. us about that. May 4th. May the 4th be with you. Exactly. Um, for you Star Wars fans. So um, we closed down streets in Carmel by the Sea. Can you believe it? They That's let us close almost down impossible, streets. Right? Yep, it's pretty impressive. Um, and all of our winemakers come in, and a lot of our growers come in. And then we bring our best restaurant buddies to come down, and we just have a great local party. And it ends up, you know, sometimes I think, what is so special about this? Because really, it's one of the winemakers and the restaurant tours' favorite parties and locals' favorite parties. And I think it's just very accessible and very fun and a great wine, great food, great people, and just the kind of way you want to spend, you know, on the first Saturday in May. So come on down. And VIPs are almost sold out. So if you want VIP, which means you get in an hour early and there's barely anyone there, plus you get valet parking in Carmel. Uh, you probably need to get that within the next few hours. Fantastic. They go online for that? Yeah, MontereyWines.org. All right. We'll talk to you more about that and more about the MCVGA. Thanks for being our co-host this morning. We appreciate it. Got your uh, your complimentary coffee there. So. I do. Thank you, Del Monte Boring Grill. <laughs> and let's get to our uh, our guest, Sam Jepson, who's next from Monterey Pines. Stopped in for a few minutes to tell everybody what's going on over there. Sam. Good morning, Dave, Kim, and Shane. Welcome to... Uh, Welcome to Dave's show, Dave's life. But the life of golf also exists at Monterey Pines. Got a few uh, interesting things coming up over there. Um, first and foremost, uh, 10 years ago, we reopened with a completely new renovated golf course. And we're celebrating that on Friday, May 17th, with the 10-cup golf tournament. Now, 10 is the precious metal that is... For anniversaries and whatnot so this is not the tin cup it is the ten cup so it's a four-person scramble 830 shotgun uh 75 dollars per person and for that you get a lot of things we've got a nice cap for everybody custom-made cap with the 10 cup logo we have a nice switch blade but it's a switch blade divot repair tool Got a goodie bag with lots of stuff in it. Get your entry in by May 10th, and you get a complimentary round of golf to use it uh, anytime you want to use it. And what else do we have going on with that? Uh, which includes lunch, buffet lunch afterwards. Uh, we have prizes for both net and gross divisions. And uh, get your buddies. It's a good time to get out and celebrate golf, celebrate our 10th anniversary, enjoy the camaraderie, the, uh, the great weather that's uh, guaranteed for Friday May 17th, 8.30 shotgun. Another important thing going on out at the golf course is uh, you're seeing this going on around the country with both positive and negative uh, responses, but May 1st, we are going cashless. If you're coming out to the Pines after May 1st, you need to bring your debit card or your credit card. We will be cashless. So I think it's kind of a... A wave of the future. Everybody's got a, a phone of some type, and you can use your actually pay with your phone, your you know credit cards, whatever. So there are many alternatives to it. But we'd like our our massive audience that on this show that plays out at the Pines to be aware that we're cashless. But really, mark this date, May seventeenth, Friday, 
the Tin Cup. And I know Dave's going to be out there with three fellow competitors. So uh, if you uh, if you're interested in playing it, call up Dave and pay his green fee, and he'll be glad to have you on his team. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right, Sam. And for more information, six five six ten eighty seven. Call the pro shop. All right. Thank you. See, I still remember that phone number. Yeah. Well, Dave, you've served your time out there. I was and, there nine years. Yeah. So uh, look forward to having you back on our 10th anniversary, the 10 That's right. Cup. That's right. All right. Thanks, Sammy. Thank you, Dave. We appreciate you. Sam Gibson from Monterey Pines. The 10 Cups, the 10th anniversary of Monterey Pines. And uh, we're celebrating on the 17th of May. Check that out. Jag Bag Show on Power Talk 1460 AM and 101 FM for your Saturday morning, live from the end of the bar at the Del Monte Golf Course in beautiful Monterey Bad Bay. Dave Marzetti, our special co-host, is Kim Stemler from the MCVGA, that's Monterey County Vintners and Growers Association. It's funny because when you have the, 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 le- the acronyms, you know, the letters, mm-hmm. it's like the MCCVB. It's like right. MCCVB, but I want to tell you it's Modern County Convention and Visitors Bureau. So it's like you're always saying both. You know, it's always this it's long sort of thing. A pain. Let's right? just, just let's just say wine. <laughs> exactly. Monterey wines. Right. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right. Hey, it's uh, it's the last Saturday of the month. Before we do our trivia contest and get together with all the details uh, from Shane Dalman, we want to have Shane jump on here and say hi real quick. Well, of course, good morning, Terry. Good morning, uh, Puff. Of course. And hello to everybody listening. There you go. Mm-hmm. And as far as movies go, I have seen four new releases since we last spoke, uh, not counting the revival of the Charlton Heston classic Ben-Hur, which they put on the big screen back in time for Easter. I had never seen that on the big screen before. That was epic, and it was better than the other four movies I saw put together, unfortunately. And you see, right now, we've got the new Avengers movie basically dominating the theaters. I don't get to see that until I see it tomorrow with my family. So I saw four movies in the past month. And first one was non-genre whatsoever. It's called The Wedding Guest, and it's a thriller about a hired um, man from India who abducts a bride from Pakistan on her wedding night. And it's got the makings of a terrific thriller. Unfortunately, this one goes the opposite route and completely peters out. By the time the movie's over, nobody cares anymore and nothing's happening. It just becomes a um, baseline drama, and it's not a thriller at all. It was a huge disappointment. And there were two comic book movies, not from the Marvel Universe, so Shazam! Now, of course, that's the superhero that used to be known as Captain Marvel in D.C., but you can't call him Captain Marvel anymore. That's what he was called when he... His name is not Shazam. He says the name of the wizard and transforms into a superhero that looks like Fred McMurray. Except in the original comics, he had the wisdom of Solomon and the brain of an adult when he transformed. He could get into trouble as a 15-year-old boy. In this version, he still has the mind of a 15-year-old while he's in the superhero form, and he's learning his powers and such. A lot of people find it adorable. That's not quite the Captain Marvel I knew, so it took a little getting used to. On the other hand, Dr. Savannah is a terrific villain. That's the best thing in Shazam, as far as I'm concerned. And then there's the new Hellboy, which has already gone from theaters, the Dark Horse um, comic series. We don't have Guillermo del Toro anymore, and we don't have Ron Perlman as Hellboy, but you do have Ian McShane as the father figure. This movie has so much plot, character, incident, and flashbacks crammed together for two movies, so it just jumps all all over the place. It is a glorious mess. But... It's never boring. So it was the most entertaining of the four films I caught. And then there was The Curse of La Llorona. That's the only horror film I saw in the past month. And that is a Mexican legend that mainly got play in Mexico. Um, Didn't get much in America except for some television productions and such, some obscurities. All this opportunity to bring in this rich cultural heritage into a mainstream American production, and what do they do with it? They make the exact same haunting movie you have seen a hundred times already. Even if you don't like horror movies, you feel you've seen this one before. You know, right down to the eccentric exorcist character who puts them all off at first, and then, of course, is absolutely lovable, so on and so forth. Not a single original shock, not a single original idea, and such great potential. Um, It's a huge hit, so they know what they're doing with the formula films, but Sorry, that one did not do it for me either. So, no Avengers spoilers. I'll see that one tomorrow. <laughs> All right. And we're going to have you back. Please do. Just a little bit. So, uh, be pr- oh, by the way, I'll tip you off. Lately, I've been giving you theme songs to old movies or trailers to old, older movies, and you're identifying them when she gets them all. Yes, I don't of know course. how. Uh, but today, I'm actually going to uh, ask you... The question. I'm going to set oh. it up. I'm going to tell you who was in it, 
when it was. All right. And then you tell us the title. And I'll tell you this. Be thinking about this. Made for TV. Our Man Flint Dead on Target. <laughs> I don't know about that one. <laughs> Made for TV. Okay? It was. Okay. All right. Thanks, Shane. Shane Dolman, the last Saturday of every month right here on the Shag Bag Show on Power Talk 1460 AM and 101 FM for Saturday morning. Got a, a text here for, for my co-host. Yes. It says, uh, oh, yeah, say hi to Kim. Aww. Getting my last shag bag fixed before going to Paris. Mary. She's just making me feel bad. <laughs> Mary Warburton Boland. Aww, Mary, we love you. And a, Wonderful uh, woman. Yes, and a text from uh, from our friend Kevin Phillips, who's got uh, those great restaurants we talked about. Uh, Whaling Station, Beach House Restaurant, Big Fish Grill, and Abilene on the Wharf. He says the Big Sur Marathon weekend means it's time to carbo-load. Some great pasta dishes at Abilonetti and Big Fish Grill. Check out the Runner's Expo Conference Center, then head out for some seafood pasta uh, down there on the wharf with Kevin and his wonderful restaurants. Shag Bag Show for Saturday morning. Still on the show, the guys from the Golf Mart Superstore. we got Casey from the shop next door. Shane, we're returning with a uh, fun trivia question for him. And uh, what questions, that is. Uh, we've got Catherine Lavin. Mark Lavin, we used to work for Pebble and, of course, here at uh, Del Monte. I'm talking about you, Mark. I see you down there. He's down there drinking again. Oh, coffee. <laughs> coffee this time. <laughs> he used to be. <laughs> uh, things never change. It's just in the mug in the morning. <laughs> That's the only difference. Exactly. <laughs> Glassware. <laughs> but we want to welcome uh, to the show City Councilman of Monterey. It's Tyler Williamson. Tyler. Good morning to step, you. Uh, step up. Uh, oh, a little too far away. Yeah, it's about this close. Uh, okay. That's, that's perfect. That's awesome. perfect. So here you are. Congratulations. Thank Big you. win. And uh, you're into it uh, several months now. And how is it going? It's going really well. I, uh, you know, it's a, it's, it's a part-time thing, um, but it really feels full-time. And, uh, and and I've, I've gone into it full swing. You know, how I phrase it to folks is it's trying to come in and respect what's already happening in the city. Um, and so trying to take my time and learn new things that I didn't think I was going to have to deal with um, once I was on council. And I'll give you an example. We're currently in the mix of trying to figure out what we're doing with the fisheries that Monterey uh, owns, the the, um, the buildings at the end of Wharf 1. Um, and so we're, we're trying to figure out what are we going to do with those um, and who are we going to lease those out to. And so I'm learning about ground fish, wet fish, something I never thought I would do. So it's trying to respect what the city has already going on while at the same time trying to come in and insert the policy objectives that I ran on. So it's a little bit of a balancing act um, and it's a fun experience. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. So, so what do you besides? So, I know a little bit about policy, sure. and and when you said it's a part time job, I'm laughing because it really is definitely a full time job. Totally. On top of whatever else Absolutely. you do. Absolutely. So, what are you most surprised by, though? You know, there's not that there's not much that really surprises me. So, I've been involved in politics for the last decade now, um, and so I know that it's bureaucratic. I know that things are slow. Um, none of that politics side of things really surprises me. I've, I've ran campaigns. I've I, I worked on uh, I worked on several campaigns. So none of that really surprises me. It's just nothing beats like being in the position itself. Um, and so it really is just learning new things, um, like the fisheries. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other things that we've been having to deal with. Um, you know, we have closed session items where we're talking about, you know, real estate transactions for the city. Um, I've never been in the position where I've had to manage a budget for something around $130 million. So it's a, it's a huge responsibility. And, um, you know, I, I, I'm representing a lot of groups in the, in the community. And so a lot of constituents come to me um, with a lot of expectations. And so it's really just trying to balance out what their needs are and um, what's realistic for the city to be able to achieve. Yeah. I've been at a lot of meetings recently that have been complaining jokingly about how long it took to get to those meetings yeah, yeah. because of all the wonderful road repairs. So Absolutely. I wonder if you, I feel like everybody just needs to hear a little yeah. bit about this, that's good. Yeah, this interview couldn't have been more timely, right? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I've, I've heard more complaints this past week from, from, from the traffic than I have. Um, since I've been on the council. And so, you know, I, I just feel like there's always room for improvement in our form of community.
communication. So I do think that the city does a, does a good job in its communication. Um, you can sign up online to get different types of information depending on your flavor. If it's just traffic that you want, you can get uh, weekly newsletters on construction that's happening within the city. Um, they also try to work with major employers. And so I work at the Naval Postgraduate School. I know that they, they have it on their tickler to kind of pay attention to anything that's happening so that they can inform the employees, um, to you know, make any alterations to their, to, to their travel plans to and from work. Um, so I know that there's efforts there. They're, they're doing the best that they can. Um, but there's always room for improvement. So any way that we can try to find better ways and forms of communication to let folks know what's going on, the better that will be for it. But there's always going to be people that just don't know, right? So, um, but it's how do we help close that gap? Yeah. But also, you know, we want to drive on great roads. Absolutely. So even though I've been late to a couple of meetings this week, um, <laughs> I, I just remind myself we're getting great roads. And, and that's important. And, and so what? I'm late for a couple of meetings. It's Absolutely. not a big deal. It's worth the time. And, yeah. uh, and we can just rib all the city council members about it. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it on. I, I, that's what I'm here for. So, yeah. So, um, in, I think it was 2014, uh, the city passed measure P and then just this past year, we passed measure S and those, and that's for, um, the next eight years. And so what these funds are dedicated for are to do every single street in the city of Monterey to basically revamp them, get them up to code. Um, so that way we have very well working streets. Um, and this includes sidewalks. And um, you might notice a lot of times they're working on the corner of the sidewalks. They're making all of the street corners ADA compliant um, because we're a city where we represent people from different experiences and backgrounds. And um, we need to make sure that we're respectful and accepting of all people in the city. So that includes folks that are handicapped disabled. That's awesome. I, I have kids in their 20s. My dream is that this area will be vibrant and make them want to come back. They will find housing that they can afford to buy yes. and that they want to live here. Because this is, I, I'm here because I want to be here. Absolutely. Um, so I love the vibrancy in the city and how it's, it really feels different. Do you want to speak to that a little bit yeah i agree you know when i first moved to the peninsula about a decade ago i um I, I struggled i was moving from san diego and i had all my high school buddies down there my mom was in the navy so we moved around a lot and that's kind of where i ended up going to high school um and so uh i i missed it it, it was hard because this was the smallest place that i've ever lived and there wasn't a lot of young people here um and so it was a little bit of a difficult transition but it slowly grew on me and i mean the outdoors the I mean, we're, we are known for our environment. This is a beautiful place to live. We live right on the coast. My partner and I, we were able to buy a home here two years ago. We live up on Franklin. Um, we have a, we have a peekaboo view of, of the bay. So we, it, you know, it's, it's a beautiful place to live. And, um, during the campaign, I actually ran on housing, um, because I hear over and over again how unaffordable it is to live here. Um, and I've been homeless before myself. So I know that that's a huge issue here. And, and I have that experience of having had to live through that, sleeping out of my car, trying to find a place to eat and take a shower and use the restroom. So it's it's not an easy thing when it's so unaffordable. Um, and so I knocked on a lot of doors during the campaign and I would start off the conversations by asking people what issues were most important to them. And then I would follow up with trying to address their issue and then sharing them what my platform was. And oftentimes those two inter interla overlapped um, and so affordable housing was the thing that came back time and time again. And what I would share with folks when we would talk about housing is I would say your kids would not be able to afford the cost of living here unless one, you're okay with them living with you until in, into adulthood or two, you're wealthy enough to help them find a place of their own. But other than that, there's not a job that they can find in this town that they can afford to find something on their own. Yep. Um, and so it's how to, you know, we're not, I don't think we're going to solve that issue, but how do we help close that gap? Because if the question is at the end of the day that we want to create community, then we need to find a space for our children and grandchildren to be able to stay in the same town so that we can have our grandparents to help babysit, right? Yeah. So um, we, we, it's becoming more and more difficult and it's not becoming any easier. So how do we, how do we, it's a challenge to us, but how do we solve that problem? Well, and I, I have 
have well I believe people are good I believe we love our families so I have to believe if that's what we're looking at all the time how do we keep our family together as much as possible uh, that yeah. we will find a solution even if we have differences in in our you know in our strategies and tactics absolutely absolutely I mean and, and, I, and I heard from you know in response when I would share that with folks people would say that they they understand that and they get that and even if they make relatively good money right because of the cost of living being so high here it's not as if they can you know accommodate them right so it's 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 a challenge for folks even of wealthier class so um it's it's a challenge for all of us and and i think that there's a lot that we can do and if i could just kind of approach this and share my two policy sides to the housing issue on the one side it's um, housing development and so I know that that kind of makes people a little bit nervous but one of the fundamental things in regards to the affordability of housing is as the population continues to grow the supply of housing stays stagnant so we're having more families out there but we're not building more housing for them so what happens is that only the wealthiest people can have those houses and it pushes the people at the bottom further and further down so we need to develop more housing. One of the things that I'm doing is that during the campaign, I reached out to candidates across the peninsula so that we can develop a regional housing coalition. Um, and we, we're, now that we're almost all of us were elected, um, we've developed a strategic plan uh, and to figure out policy that we can achieve on a regional level because we have to recognize that the housing issue is a regional issue. It's not something that ends at the borders of Monterey, Pacific Grove, right? right? The jobs are in Monterey. People drive to Seaside, Marina, Salinas mm -hmm. to go home. Yeah, so, Greenfield, that's Soledad. Right. That's right. Mm -hmm. So how do we work together to, to come up with a solution? Um, and, and housing development is a key element of that. And if we're going to develop, I'll say, if we're going to develop housing further away, then let's develop a solid transportation infrastructure so that way those folks have a way to get to work and we can reduce the traffic congestion. Yes. Um, and then on the other side of the housing issue is um, renter protections. So 70% of the people that live in Monterey are renters, um, but yet they receive very little attention in regards to policy and so um, I'm not exactly sure of the solution there but something needs to be done something needs to be addressed so I'm going to try to work with the city and seeing if we can have a town hall and have a conversation around um, renter protections with the community yeah and with the property owners I, I mean it's a difficult dialogue totally um, but I think the more you include everyone absolutely yeah what was great is um, we had a meeting a few weeks back with property managers um, some some land some tenants um, there was Dan Albert, one of the other council members, myself, and some of the city staff. We all met at a roundtable discussion um, to relook at the voluntary rental guidelines in the city. And so we did some changes to them, and we're currently working on finalizing that. So there are some efforts being made there, um, and it does it really does take working together. Um, and I think that's been kind of one of my overarching, I guess, challenges um, um, or, or I think it's where I spend the majority of my time is just trying to find a way of bringing people to the table, having that conversation. It's about building partnerships and collaborating on these things. Yeah. And then you said there was a second policy. Oh, so so the first side is oh. is the housing development. The other side is the this rent. rent oh, got it. Rent. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yes. So what about <laughs> economic development? Because yeah. along with, you know these wonderful things we need to make sure people are making enough money totally to live totally yeah yeah it is I mean well if you look at the county in general right one of the the, the two main industries that we look at um, are the ag community and the hospitality industry and those industries tend not to pay um, you know high or medium wages right so how do we create other opportunities for jobs and you know I you know, I, I want to stick with this, right? I think it has to do with the housing, right? If you have young people wanting to come in, starting a business, try to bring something new into the community, but yet they can't afford the cost of living, it makes it difficult for somebody to come in and just just do that, right? So I don't think it's the city's place to say, hey, we need this, so give it give it to us. So I, I think we can help guide it maybe through principles, um, but for to bring actually bring somebody in, um, we, we need to create the space where we, we want somebody to come in and, and provide um, whatever it is that they have. And we all know this, that if you're in the hospitality industry or something like that, you probably have two or three jobs anyway. That's right. right? Yeah. That's right. Absolutely. 
Well, thank you for doing everything you're doing. Absolutely. I'm so excited. I'm embarrassed that I'm just meeting you. <laughs> really embarrassed on my part. Um, and delighted and look forward to lots more I'm conversation. I'm surprised you guys ever met. I know. She's got all the wine down there at, the, you know, at her place. Are you not a wine drinker? <laughs> I, oh, I am. I, 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 full, full disclosure, I'll, I'll say that my partner and I are members at, at, at uh, Galante. Oh, great. So we love his wine. It's some some bold reds. Yeah, you and, like bigger reds. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I love it. But I'll come down and visit. Absolutely. Yes. You know, one other thing I'll say before I depart you guys is if I could walk away from anything from my experience on being on council, it's finding a space to get people more involved in the political process, right? So how do we knock down those barriers and create a space. It's already difficult for especially people in the working class, for younger folks that are a little bit less interested and wanting to pay attention to politics. How do we create an environment where we let them come out? At the end of the day, it's their responsibility to participate, right? So we can we can put it on the individual, um, but systemically, what are we doing to prevent uh, or allow those individuals from being involved? And so if I could walk away from council after these four, at this four-year term, it's that. So so please come out and get involved. <laughs> Definitely. And uh, if people do want to get involved, they want to find out more information, what do they do? Yeah, so you can feel free to reach out to me. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, I'm, I'm probably, because I'm the youngest on, on the council, I'm, I'm the one that's mostly interacting on social media. You can also email me at tyler at monterey.org. That's T-Y-L-L-E-R. I know my parents made my life difficult. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> Two L's, T-Y-L-L-E-R yeah, yeah. at Monterey. Org. Or maybe good. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. This is very true. Yeah. Because when I, when I was typing in your name to submit it to the press releases and to the Herald and things. Am it, I doing this right? Yeah, it's like it, there was a big red line under it. It's like, no, that's right. It's two L's. Yeah, add that to the dictionary. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'll tell you what, we're lucky to have you, man. Thank you. Thank you. We're Thank lucky. you. Thank you guys so much. <laughs> All right. See you again soon? Absolutely. All right. Hang around, though, would you? Yep. Yeah, All right. Yeah, thanks. All right. Bye. All right. Shag Bag Show on Power Talk 1460 AM and 101 FM for your Saturday morning, live from the end of the bar at the Del Monte Golf Course in beautiful Monterey by the Bay for show number 890 in the Shag Bag Show, 17th year, going strong. Last Saturday of the month, Dave Marzetti, we got Shane Dahlman here. He's got to return with us. We got uh, also the guys from the Golf Mart Superstore, Casey from the shop next door. And uh, coming up next, we got uh, Catherine Lavin, who's going to join us, singer-songwriter Catherine Lavin, who's going to be on the show and play and sing for us and that's gonna be uh, that's that's gonna be fun for us. So, hang around and uh, and check that out because she's a beautiful little singer songwriter, and we're gonna find out all about her actually in just a couple of seconds here. If mom could maybe move that mic up for her a little bit uh, or have her move just a little bit, that'd be perfect. Lisa, her mom, her mom is here, and uh, if you could just pull that down a little bit, there you go. That works. Okay, Catherine. Here we go. Hi. Hi. How are you? Good. So, uh, been longtime friends with uh, your parents, especially your dad. We worked together here because, you know, when he was working here, he used to be on the show all the time. Oh, yeah. And now you're on the show. Yep. Unbelievable. So, and then your kids will be on the show, and then their kids will be on the show. So just keep keep going. <laughs> right? So you want to stay here. Exactly. And you can afford That's to right. have a house. Yeah. That's right. That's right. So how old are you? I'm 11 years old. Uh-huh. And when did you start singing and playing? Um, I started singing when I was two, and two. I yeah, I recently just started playing guitar about three years ago. Did you get lessons? Teach yourself? Um. Well, actually, a few years before that, my mom taught me how to play ukulele. Uh huh. And about a year later, I eventually picked up the guitar and loved it ever since. Wow. You are so composed. I know I know the listeners can hear that in your voice, but just sitting here you're you're eleven, you're so confident and composed. You, you seem like a much older person. Thank you. <laughs> so who do you like? Um well In music. Yeah, um <laughs> Not Dave <school>. Marzetti. <laughs> I listen to a lot of Taylor Swift mm -hmm. and mostly eighties music. Uh huh. Very good. I'm very, I'm very impressed about that. That's fantastic. All right. So uh, you got a couple of samples here for us, right? Yes. All right. So it's, you got originals, covers. What do you got for us? Um, I have a sample of an original song. Yeah. Rebel. Rebel. Wow. I like it. All right. Anytime you're ready.
We're just doing little technical wiring for those of you that. All right. Be streamed Facebook Live, I think. Where's Eddie? We need the capo. What happened to the capo, Dad? Malone's got it. Okay, there you go. Oh, well, it was, uh, ooh, it was uh, nervy there for a second. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. <laughs> you would have been in big trouble if you had lost that capo. not my Fantastic. So tell us about uh, that song. Where'd it come from? How'd you write it? Well, I was about to go to bed one night, and I heard this tune in my mind, so I picked up the guitar, but the melody came to me first, So and then I started writing it, and then I put words to it, and then... So but where'd the words come from? Like, is, for instance, is the song about anything? No, it. I don't know. Some of the... The words don't make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think this is where we're not creative in the way. We don't sit there and melodies don't come up and words don't come up. Well, I do hear so voices in my head, but that's another story. <laughs> that's different. Yeah. I don't write them down and make songs about them or I would be put in jail. So uh, anyway, so you've been playing around. I see you every now and then uh, on something or I uh, think that you were good old days. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How was that? It was good. Um, I had my two uncles. My uncle James was playing the bass, and Scott was on lead guitar, and my mom was playing drums, and it sounded really good. So do your, does your mom play drums for you all the time? Um, well... Because I'm thinking maybe she's using you to get into a band, you know, because... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, that's really good. <laughs> that's a that's good it. idea. <laughs> So do you always play with with a band or just on your own? Well, sometimes at open mics, my mom would play the cajon, but I also play by myself a lot. And what about guitar, ukulele? Which one do you prefer? Guitar. I yeah. see you got a nice Taylor guitar. A lot of people have that one. It's a very popular guitar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that your first guitar? Or? Uh, my first guitar was actually a mini Taylor guitar. Ah. And... I still have it, but I prefer the That's my guitar. big guitar. <laughs> yes. So this is a family thing. So you, yeah. your talents aren't are genetic then. Except that, for dad. Except for dad. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's right. yeah. and do you have dreams of where you want to go? Well, what do you want to do? In the future, I I want to be a singer songwriter and do what I'm doing. And so perfect. You're already your. You have lived your dream already. Yeah. There you go. So now you can move on. <laughs> go get a job and start paying rent. <laughs> That's awesome. So what about the other gigs? Where else have you played? Um, I play at a coffee shop in Pacific Grove called Juice and Java, and I also play at another little. Open mic. Called, it's at a place called Bon Tomaroy's in Monterey, and I sometimes play with my music teacher David Conley at the Sardine Factory. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, know him very well. 
So uh, you got another one for us? Yeah, I have a quick sample of another original called Waterfall. Ah. The lights are all out. Songwriter on the Shagbag Show this morning, uh, the uh, the daughter of uh, Mark and Lisa Lapp and our good friends. Mark used to work here at Del Monte and for Pebble Beach Company. And uh, so, where do you go to school? Um, I go to school at Forest Grove Elementary School in Pacific Grove. I'm in fifth grade. Oh my gosh! All right. <laughs> so uh, there's dissonance right now uh, <laughs> happening in my mind. Fifth grade and this is <laughs> just not making sense to me. Uh, so, idol or voice? Which one do you like? Um, well, my voice, well, TV program, do you prefer, oh. prefer one of the other? American Idol oh, or, okay. or Oh, voice. I don't really, well, I don't really watch oh, okay. any of them. Yay! Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! So I, thought, I thought maybe one of these days you're going to be on one of those shows, that's all. Uh, yeah, I don't Bravo, know. parents. <laughs> You guys don't, because Mark said he, you guys don't have a TV. Is that true? <laughs> <laughs> it's not true. All right. So we appreciate you being on the show. I'm sorry we can't yeah. keep you longer. Great stuff. And if they want to see more about what you're, you know, what you're doing, the websites, their stuff, can see you online. What? Yeah. Well, on my come over to the house. Yeah. Jam <laughs> yeah. with you. My Facebook is Catherine Lavin Music, and my website is CatherineLavinMusic.com, and you can find me on YouTube by searching Catherine Lavin. And Lavin is L-A-V-I-N. Yes. Great. I want your autograph. <laughs> <laughs> Selfie autograph. All, of that. <laughs> all right, Catherine. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank Great you, job. Catherine. Great job. Keep it up. Thank Keep you. playing. Keep writing. Yes. <laughs> All right. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right. Catherine Lavin there on the Shag Bag Show on Power Talk, 1460 AM and 101 FM for your Saturday morning live from the end of the bar, Del Monte Golf Course, a beautiful Monterey by the Bay, Dave Marzetti. Our special co-host, Kim Stemler from the MCVGA, that's Monterey County Vintners and Growers Association. How was that? That was pretty Wine good, lady. wasn't it? That, it's just, I'm that shaken. Cool, right? <laughs> somebody has that much talent and poise at 11 years old in fifth grade. I think I was still playing with Barbies, maybe? Yeah. No. Maybe thinking about kissing 11, the horse. 11, 11. <laughs> Shane, Shane, he's right there. He's right there. So, uh, anyway. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, 11 years old. Talent. Yeah, what were we doing? I was trying to figure out what time Batman was on, I think. Yeah, I know. So. And, and um, <clears throat> that natural creative juice is not exactly. within me. I do not sit and think about 
soundtracks. Yeah. Uh, I wish I did. What yeah, a gift. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, roll on and get Casey on the show now from the shop next door. Case, welcome. Hey, good morning. Hey, man. How goes? How you doing, man? Good. I was just telling Catherine's dad, I, 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 I love coming on after talent like that. Exactly. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> now what setup. do I do? What's yeah, your natural now gift? What do, yeah, what do we do? <laughs> what is your song? <laughs> Amazing. Uh, we got a busy morning. Very busy morning. Got a couple tournament groups out here this morning. Some members. Saw that. Saw that. Um, but uh, we certainly have our uh, afternoon open and available. So as a Dukes Club member, you remember your Twilight kicks in at two, and uh, but you can certainly get out before that. Um, the uh, this weekend is is extra stamps. If you're part of the Dukes Club, every time you play golf, we stamp your card, and after ten stamps, it's a free round of golf. So. Make sure when you play to present your card, and we can stamp it, and you collect those stamps. Um, the other time to present the card would be here in the grill. Uh, you get 20% off all your food and beverage here at Del Monte Grill. Um, in fact, you also get it next door at Knuckles. We, we talked to the Hyatt, our neighbors. Uh, they wanted to be part of the program, and so... You know, we serve food from 7 to 4, and then Knuckles opens at 4. So it's a nice transition. And as long as you present your card, there's a 20% discount off food and beverage. So That's great. Uh, then you can a, go watch the playoffs Absolutely. Right exactly. So there's a lot that goes on with the Dukes Club membership. Um, in fact, uh, Monday and Tuesday, the rest of this month, 12, 12 o'clock to 1 o'clock, only $39 cart included. Um, and then uh, we kick into May, which will have a whole new email for our members and a whole new set of specials. Um, but one other thing too, uh, May 1st will be week three of our Twilight League. It's an 18 week long season, which uh, Mr. Marzette here is a kind sponsor. Always. Uh, too. We have several sponsors El Jefe Tequila, another sponsor. Um, so I won't hold up too much of your time, but uh, as far as the Dukes Club, go to the Pebble Beach website. You'll find all the information there. You can actually sign up, and there's a secure website for payment. You can always call us here at Del Monte, 373 2700. We're here to talk to you. And Come out and see us. Play some golf. All right. All right. Thanks, Case. All right, y'all. Thanks. Thanks. All right. From the Golf One Superstore, we got Vic the Sandbag of Vic. What's happening, brother? Hey, brother. It's a beautiful day at the Golf Mart in Seaside, baby. That's right. What's going on? Hey, you know, it's just a great day over here, and uh, all of the new equipment's doing really well. Um, we seem to be doing really well, believe it or not, with the Cobra F9 driver and fairways. Wow. Believe it or not, yeah, they are, they're actually outselling some of the other better-known brands. And, uh, you know, on our 90-day program, you can kind of see what people like and what people don't like. And we're not seeing any of those come back. So I encourage everybody to come out here and try that F9 driver and fairway wood. All right. Yeah, and uh, we've got the new Chrome Soft X balls with the three stripes on them. Right. And um, we've got those in-house, and they're popular and going like hotcakes and... We've got a, a whole, like, six barrels of uh, the previous year's version of uh, drivers and fairways at a pretty good price. So I encourage people to come in and take a look at those, because if your equipment's seven years old, last year's equipment looks pretty good. All right. All right. And we're open till 7 today and 9 to 5 tomorrow. And remember, there's no reason to get out of a sand trap in one. That's right, Vic. That's right, baby. All right, man. We'll, we'll send them your All way. Right. We'll see you soon. All right. Thanks a lot. Vic, the sandbagger from the Gulf War Superstore, 2040 Fremont Boulevard in Seaside. You know, 583-1000 for everything golf there will not be undersold. All right, Shag Bag Show. Uh, number 890 for our 17th year broadcasting live from Del Monte like we always do. And we've got uh, we've got Shane back. We've got, of course, Kim Stemmler here with us, our guest co-host from the MCVGA. And we've got a little contesting for Shane. Shane, yes? Um, by the way, I need just 20 seconds here. I can't believe I left a movie off of my list. I did see the Pet Cemetery remake, the Stephen King thing. Yes. It was excellent until they decided they could come up with a better ending than Stephen King did, oh. and they sent the movie straight down the hopper in the last ten minutes or so. They blew it. It was so good up to them, the acting, the cat, animals, you know, terrific stuff, and then they just utterly blew it. Nice. Yeah, there we are. <laughs> All right, here we go. I'm going to give you some, uh, these are made-for-TV horror films. You identify this film. Vampires are inv invading a small New England town 
It's up to a novelist and a young horror fan to save it, starring David Soule. Well, speaking of Stephen King, that would be Salem's Lot. Still one of the most right. terrifying things ever done for TV. How'd that happen? And the second remake is on its way. <laughs> okay. They've already remade it once. Now they're going to do it as a theatrical feature. All right. Here we go. Uh, a young couple inherits, inherits an old mansion inhabited by small demon-like creatures who are determined to make the wife one of their own. Kim Darby. Oh, Don't Be Afraid of the Dark. That's Another it. absolutely terrifying film. There was a pretty good uh, remake of that one, too, in the theaters. <laughs> And how about this one? This one I thought was was difficult only because I've never heard of it, I guess. Uh, an investigative reporter stumbles onto a group of modern-day vampires. Stars Roy Thinnes, Angie Dickinson, 1973. Now, modern-day vampires. Oh, 